0: IVM
1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of IVM Likes. Uh, I'm in the studio here. My name is Abbas and I'm in the studio with Alika. Hello. And Amit. Hey. Hi. All right. So in case, uh, if you're listening to this episode for the first time, uh, what we do on this podcast is we recommend some really cool stuff that we've been reading, watching, experiencing in our lives in the first half. And on the second half, we discuss about uh, some things. We deep dive into it. So the topic for this episode is we're talking about sports movies and TV shows as well.
2: Right. All oh, right. Sports TV shows. Interesting. Yeah,
1: kind of. We'll get more into that in the mm. second half. But in the first half we're going to be recommending uh, some pop culture stuff that we've been consuming so let's start with you Amit what have you what do you what do you have to recommend so for I've us today?
2: Been, uh, what I've realized is I've been doing a lot of rewatching this stuff but okay. I also worry if I have kind of already recommend some of this stuff instead okay. so let me try and fix something <laughs> a little fresh uh, so recently the equalizer 2 came out yeah. uh, Denzel Washington movie and uh, it was not bad but it did not hold a candle to the first one that first okay. equalizer movie was one of the most uh, incredible kind of action movies I've seen in a long time. Okay. I, I'm How a,
1: long back was did the first I one? I think come the out? first
2: one came out in 2014. Okay. So not that long On ago, that long but back. not not, hmm. not not like, you know, uh, recent either. Yeah. I'm a big fan of competence in movies, right? When characters are competent, I hate when characters are incompetent. It really okay. irritates me. Okay. Uh, so I mean, you like,
0: like The Martian?
2: I like The Martian quite a lot. Okay. I, I really did enjoy that, right? Because yes. I mean, like it's again, you, you see people uh, doing things well. Right. So it's a big reason why I'm such a big fan of uh, all the Aaron Sorkin stuff. Right. Mm. Uh, Like if you look at the West Wing, which is one of the things I'm rewatching right now. One of the reasons I really like it is because these characters in it are not like, you know, they're not stumbling and bumbling and Mm. they're not like, you know, they're not making stupid choices. Their choices may or may not work Mm. out. But there is always logic behind it. And I felt like the equalizer and uh, there was a movie with uh, Ben Affleck that came out a couple of years ago called The Accountant. Yeah. Uh, it also falls into the similar kind of space, right? Okay. Where what you have is you have these uh, quote unquote tough guys mm. who are extremely capable at mm. what they do. I, I mean, like if you look at uh, Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher, I think the movies are terrible compared to the books. Mm. But you look at that as the same kind of character, right? They know what they're doing. They They can kind of like, you know. Game out a uh, game out a series of actions, and then they kind of see that play through. And you see the same thing in that. So the equalizer basically is, has to do with. Uh, so I'll give a very short, nutshell kind of thing. Right, uh, there is a young teenage Russian prostitute who is uh, who eats dinner at the same diner as Denzel Washington does every night. Okay. Denzel Washington plays this extremely OCD character who has the same kinds of like you know routines no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. And so this girl comes over there all the time, and he gets to know her a little bit and uh, let's just say that things don't go well for that girl and then Denzel Washington goes a little nuts on the people who don't let it go well for them okay and you know it's a straightforward revenge drama right I mean like uh, there's nothing very uh complicated about the story of this mm-hmm. right but it's just fun to watch okay <laughs> yeah so i would highly recommend if you enjoy fun to watch without much uh this is the uh i think the hollywood equivalent of the 1990s to th- early 2000s govinda movies you don't really have to apply your mind to them okay i feel like this is that kind of movie
1: so uh, i mean um is it like? Is it extremely violent, or is it is it just cool to watch? It's because cool it to watch because it kind of kind of falls into the Taken John Wick kind of. Yeah, um, I was just thinking. So John
2: more John Wick than Taken, right? Taken okay. actually has like uh, I mean at least the first Taken did, right? Mm. The first Taken had some stakes, right? You know, after that you realize that there were no stakes in Taken, right? Mm. Uh, John Wick doesn't have stakes, mm. right? John Wick is just Keanu Reeves doing cool shit, right? Right, and I feel like uh, this is in that range more. Mm-hmm. than it is in the taken range so
1: without giving much away why did you think the second one didn't live up to the first one it
2: felt a little looser in terms of story okay. it felt like oh, It was like one of the cool things about the first one was that Denzel Washington's emotional attachment to the people who he was dealing with was not that high okay. it, it wasn't about that it was about like you know he saw some injustice and he saw that he needed to equalize the scales right mm. in uh, the second one what they decided is oh let's kill his best friend and make him go for revenge and that, okay. that just kind of like you know it kind of, to me at least, uh it kind of killed what the what the story was. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hmm. uh, also uh, in the second one, I think like the villains were a little contrived. Okay. You know, in, in the sense that uh, so the villain was also an ex-colleague, and you know, mm. I mean, like it just became a weird. Like, it, it became like uh, <laughs> instead of being about competence, it became a standard revenge oh, okay. okay. You know, and that kind of is what I didn't like about that so much. All right.
0: Okay. You know, can I just ask? In the first one, mm. did uh, did the girl end up saving herself? Or if that's a spoiler, you don't need to say anything.
2: You know what? I wish I could answer that question, but I honestly don't remember. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> I, I side eye these movies where you know the female gets hurt and then the guy has to go get revenge.
2: But I think uh, most uh, it's very irritating. No, so I think, but over the last ten years, you know, I mean, like I I, I get what you're saying, and it. Uh, it's something I've been noticing as well. What I think happens over the last 10 years is that uh, the girl will save herself like a minute before the hero gets there. Yeah. And okay. that's become a part... That I feel like that's the new trope now. Mm. That, uh, you know, the girl doesn't get saved by the hero. But she saves herself just in nick of time. So there is enough time for the hero to do his action sequences. Mm. But at the same time, the girl Mm. has her agency as well. Okay. So I don't know if it's a better trope or if it's It's necessarily kind of any any progress in that sense because it just feels like you're paying lip service to the fact that, hey, she's not a damsel in distress. Yeah. But It's uh, maybe
0: like 1% better. But, you know, (laughs) I mean, I guess we have to take that and then eventually it'll get better.
1: Right. Cool. Uh, I'll go next. So uh, right before recommending this, I last time uh, Alika told me that all you do is recommend documentaries and <laughs> I have a documentary again oh my god uh, I called
0: you out last time did so nothing about it
1: I don't know I just I just like watching documentaries I That's guess okay. so I saw this three part documentary called the Clinton affair okay. how did it's you get uh, time
0: to watch a three part documentary in like one week <laughs>
1: I just binged it.
0: Okay. Uh, so
1: it's produced by this guy called Alex Gibney. Alex Gibney is the guy who's been making some of the most uh, well-known documentaries in the last couple of years. Is
2: this the one Monica Lewinsky participated in?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Alex Gibney has made the he made the Lance Armstrong documentary. While he was shooting that, the whole scandal broke out, and then he twisted it and actually made it about how he cheated. Oh wow, okay. And uh, he's made a couple of Iraq war documentaries which are really good. So, um this one obviously the Clinton of the name is a uh, entendre on the whole right, uh, right. Monica Lewinsky Bill Clinton uh, affair that happened. So interestingly, uh in the first uh part in the middle of the second part, what they do is, on the one hand, you have the typical how the politician rose to fame kind of a story going on. And concurrently, he follows uh, the women who've come out and who have actually accused Bill Clinton of harassing them, right? Uh, And in the second part, kind of both of them kind of collide. And uh, Monica Lewinsky did participate in the making of this film. And I think the most uh, insightful sort of opinions come from her Mm. because like for me my first American president I remember was Bill Clinton right and I think the fact that uh, George Bush's reign became this global terror thing Mm. and then Obama came with the hope uh, and Good vibes, and then now we're going through Trump. Uh, you su- somehow kind of. I
2: noticed no commentary about Trump whatsoever,
1: leaders.
0: <laughs> I mean, we kind of leave that to everybody's <laughs> imagination and interpretation, but you all probably know no, our stuff. Like.
1: Sure, but that's the thing. I think the, the presidents who followed Clinton kind of had. Since they had more light on them or more Uh focus on them, we kind of tend to forget that the Clinton administration wasn't devoid of controversy. No, it was
2: one of the most controversial things at the time. I mean, like, uh, so I was an adult, right? Right. At that point in time, when Clinton became president, uh, I was... The first time I voted, I didn't vote for Clinton. I mm-hmm. voted for, surprisingly, George H. W. Bush instead okay. of Clinton. Uh, but uh, when I, I, I remember at that time, like he was considered to be such a controversial figure, right, mm. in terms of everything, uh, whether it is womanizing, whether it was uh, going on Arsenio Hall on a late night thing, right? That was something that had never been done by a politician before, right? Mm-hmm. All politicians used to go on news programs, they'd go on face the nation, they'd go on like Sunday morning things, but doing a late night show was a big deal uh when it comes to like you know just pure personality and stuff like that the oratory right they hadn't seen an orator like that since honestly john f kennedy reagan was a good speaker Mm -hmm. but reagan was old by the time he became a Mm -hmm. president right Mm -hmm. john f kennedy was the last time they saw an orator like that Mm -hmm. so i mean like clinton at the time i mean they were calling it the new camelot and all kinds of things like that
1: yeah so um like i said the more insightful stuff comes from monica Lewinsky. she actually describes this one instance where the FBI guys actually uh, cracked in on her like okay. when she was actually taking a walk in a mall and slowly slowly how the build up happened and the surprising thing is while all of this was happening she was still a hardcore clinton supporter mm-hmm. like she didn't want him to lose uh, the presidency she didn't want to be the person who brings down the president so it's kind of a like a catch 22 situation where you know wrong things have happened to you you are going through all of that and yet you still want the man responsible for it to stay in power um so that, and of course, uh, we all grew up with. I mean, Monica Lewinsky jokes were like the run of that the was mill. Standard, yeah. yeah, it was standard. So, just in hindsight, how do we look back at that? How much do we hold ourselves? When I say ourselves, of course, the of that. Uh, people like me.
2: Yeah, I mean. Uh, no, I mean no jokes. I mean, like I. Uh, even though I didn't vote for Clinton initially, right. by the time uh, I came around to his second election, I was a hardcore supporter, right. right? And I made all the stupid Monica Lewinsky jokes, mm-hmm. and I had all of those attitudes, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you, know, yeah, I mean, it was a different time. You didn't realize what was what at that time, right? And um, I absolutely regret, like you know, the way I kind of uh, dismissed her, yeah, and all the rest of the accusers at that time, right? I mean, like because it was. Uh, some of them like you know see the thing is that uh, when you read in newspapers that these are not credible accusers mm. right and you see that all over the place that kind of hardens your own uh, thinking process right? right that I mean like uh, Paula Jones is not a credible acu- mm. uh, accuser uh, the Juanita Bro- Broderick yeah. particularly was considered to be like a joke in the news right yeah. and now of all the accusations her accusation was the most serious at the right. time yeah. and it's being looked at credibly now yeah. and, so I this mean,
0: was like a confirmation bias that the Newspapers, really? I don't
2: know if it was confirmation bias. I think it was just a different time. Right. Okay. I think that the way that uh, you looked at these kinds of things at that point in time, it just was different. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like uh, I'm not using the word most of the time when people use the word woke, they use it sarcastically. Mm-hmm. I'm not really using it like that. I mean that really legitimately right now. That the way that we approach gender issues generally, the way we approach sexuality issues generally, the way we approach discrimination generally has just changed tremendously. Now, I think that there are problems with the way we approach it today, right? I think that there are issues and that are on the lines of going too far. But I think even though we are going too far in one direction, it's good that we're going so far in one direction because we're way too far on the other side. And even people who consider themselves Progressive at that time. Right. By today's standards, they would fail to. Be, yeah. yeah. They would fail to be. Uh,
1: <coughs> just Match beaten. up to those standards. <laughs> uh, so another uh, interesting uh, thing that I learned was that uh, the Independent Counsel called Ken Starr, who uh-huh. was actually investigating the fraud charges against Bill and Hillary. Uh, so he didn't have much to go uh, after them in that regard. So right. he kind of. Pumped uh, a lot of his power behind the Lewinsky scandal, and there were these clandestine lawyers who were helping him do that. Mm-hmm. And one of those lawyers was actually Brett Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. who was now mm-hmm. uh, known for completely different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, a lot of a uh, lot of things that I didn't wasn't aware of uh, came out. So but that was yeah. a
2: big reason why you saw so much Clinton support on yeah. the people on the left that side because it was transparently obvious that uh, Ken Starr was Mm -hmm. going after Clinton because he wanted to go after Clinton. He had nothing. There was a Whitewater scandal, which is supposedly the uh, basis of his investigation. There was nothing over there. Mm -hmm. So now he's trying to find anything he can to just tar and feather Clinton with, Mm -hmm. right? And that, because of that perception, you kind of were like, you know, you're reflexive. This was, you know, there was a reflexive disbelief of the accusers coming forth at that point in time because you're just like, man this guy who's talking about this is full of crap. Mm. Mm. So, sorry, I didn't mean to answer your <laughs> recommendation. Okay, yeah.
1: No, so I highly recommend this. It's a very, by, not by the numbers, by the numbers in a good way. It actually lays bare all the things that happened back then. And uh, like I said, it actually uh, gets to the people from the Clinton administration and the people on the other side interview some of the uh, most key players who are involved in this. Uh, so check it out. It's called uh, The Clinton Affair. And, yeah, that's my recommendation for this week. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Alika? What do you have for I'm
0: going to keep it super short. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't actually get that much time to consume media because mostly I'm trying to create stuff. So there's very little
2: time to... that seems like a dig. <laughs> it is a dig, isn't it?
0: It's not a dig, guys. We <laughs> are re-watching
2: need, stuff yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't have time to watch nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I genuinely don't. Like, I, I spend a month watching a TV series. I don't understand how you people finish it in, like, less than two days. It's weird. But, yeah, so, hey, when I'm creating stuff, uh, I like to listen to things. Um, Not podcasts because those are distracting to me (laughs) when I'm creating. Otherwise, I do like to listen when I'm traveling. But uh, I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel. It's just called The Miracle Forest. And it's basically really nice ASMR for you to put on in the background
2: and then just go ahead and create. You might want to expand on what ASMR means.
0: Okay, I'm going going to bring up...
2: I've never heard those letters used together.
0: Are you joking? Okay, well, I'll tell you what ASMR means. It's a very long... uh, Yes, it is... Give me two seconds. <laughs> Autonomous sensory meridian response, which is basically uh, when certain sounds kind of like trigger that really nice spot on the back of your head, which basically is like, you know, all the uh, s- small strands of your hair stand up. It's very soothing and stuff.
2: Okay.
1: It's really, it can have the opposite effect as well, right?
0: Mm, I mean, there, yeah, there are some.
2: Oh, okay. I, uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Now I'm hearing about this. Yeah, like yeah. the scratching of a uh, blackboard. Uh, that
0: would be like the opposite yeah. end of <laughs> ASMR. But mostly ASMR is used for, you know, like very, keeping your emotions calm, keeping you focused because it's like a repetitive sound. So I, I like to put on some uh, repetitive sounds in the background when I'm doing any drawing work.
1: So like give me an example of like what kind of sounds you would be hearing. I so I'll give
0: you an example from okay. this YouTube channel because they have like a whole bunch of really neat videos, which is uh, all in themes. Okay. So, yesterday I put on one which was just called The Chocolate Shop. Okay. You could hear like the sweet wrapper uh, being unwrapped. You could okay. hear like the uh, thick drip of the chocolate got fountain. It. Mm. it was great. I was super hungry at the end of it, but it was <laughs> great. They also had like a really nice one called The Mysterious Forest, which had like okay. just you know trees rustling. Mm. You could hear like mm. vague footsteps in the background. It was super peaceful.
1: Okay.
0: Definitely highly recommended. Uh, If you want to have something just going on in the background, to keep you calm and chill and focused on whatever work you're planning to do.
1: Does what you hear influence what you're drawing? This is just a a, question. (laughs)
0: Sometimes, yeah. The mood kind of comes across. I notice that if I'm listening to a lot of like, if I do listen to music when I'm drawing, if it's like, you know, a little heavy rock, my colors tend to be a little hard, harsher. Mm. But if I listen to a little mellow stuff, then it's, you know, a little bit more pastely.
2: Okay. (laughs) It's
0: really nice though It's great for having on in the background It keeps you uh, chill
1: What's the channel called again?
0: It's called The
2: Miracle Forest Alright,
1: cool So those were our recommendations We'll recap them once more Amit, you recommended?
2: I recommended The Equalizer with Denzel Washington
1: I recommended the documentary The Clinton Affair And Alika, you had?
0: I had a YouTube channel called The Miracle Forest
1: Alright, before we go into a break We have a guest recommendation from uh, Meghna So let's listen in what he had to recommend
3: Hi, I'm Megnad and I have two recommendations for you today. One is by a Japanese author, which I have been fanboying over for a while, which is Kigo Higashino. He's a, a crime novelist and he has written his, uh, he's been writing in Japanese for years, but they're getting translated into English. He wrote that very famous book, The Devotion of Suspect X. You should read that, but there are many more. I'm recently reading the new one, which is called Newcomer. It's a story about this detective who is investigating a crime, but he it is told from the perspective of various suspects. So it's a very fun read and it's like all of Kigo Higashino's books are just mind-bending. So please read that. Please read his other books. I think you will love it if you're a crime fiction enthusiast. The other recommendation, which, I, which is very simple, is Annihilation of Caste by Dr. B.R. Ambedkar. If you haven't read it, Why haven't you read it yet? Please do read it because it talks about Dr. Ambedkar's perspective on how we can solve the ever-present problem of caste and how the caste system has perpetuated our country and his ideas about annihilation of caste. So please, if you haven't already read it, it's a small book. It's available everywhere and I think it should be essential reading for every Indian.
1: So that was uh, Mignad's recommendation. You can uh, hear him on the show, How to Citizen, every Tuesday. Uh, he has some really cool guests over and they discuss the 8th Standard Civics textbook. So check that out. Also, one of the recommendations that he gave, which was the Annihilation of caste, is also the basis of one of our Pulyabazi episodes. So check that out as well. And on that note, we'll take a short break. And when we come back, we will discuss uh, sports, movies and TV shows.
2: Uh, welcome back to IBM Likes, and we're gonna be talking about sports movies. Uh, Abbas, you want to okay, go first? Cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, before we start this, mm-hmm. I have to ask: What do you guys think constitutes a sports movie? Is it when it's based on the sport itself, or is it like when it's based on one singular person and their life outside the sport? Does that also count? I think as a, a movie,
2: movie which has sports as its background environment. Okay. Qualifies as a sports movie because my primary recommendation is not a movie about athletes.
0: Okay, so you're okay with like Die Hard being a Christmas movie. <laughs> so uh, this would, whatever you yeah, say, yeah,
2: I would say Die Hard is okay. I, I would call Die Hard a Christmas movie. Okay, yeah. just checking. Yeah. There are okay. two camps on yeah. this. No, they're not. There is me, and they're the wrong people.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's still two though.
2: No, okay, yeah, but there's only one right answer. Sure. Okay. <laughs>
1: So when you said sports movie is the first one that came into my head and I asked them, like, does Space Jam count as a yes, sports movie? Yes, it does. 101% it counts as a
2: sports all movie. All
1: right. So that probably would be my favorite sports movie right, of all time right. because it kind of... Hits all the writing, it's a cartoon, it's also a comedy, it's also a
2: sports movie. Yes. It and it also
0: I, had amazing animation for its time, guys. Yeah. They did real life action with animation and made it look so good.
2: Well, and yeah. they had such an amazing, it was such a fun movie to it watch, right? a, I mean, It was just yeah. so much fun to watch. We're waiting for the new Space Jam, not LeBron.
1: Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to oh, be. No, I'm be interested right. in Listen, <laughs> It's not like Space <laughs> Jam
2: was like, you know, this kind of this yeah, of cinematic art, yeah, right? It was true. just really fun to watch. Yeah we'll see a new movie with a whole bunch of new NBA players and a whole bunch of new monsters and it'll be fun Wait, to watch is it,
0: yeah. is it still with the Looney Tunes or is it with a different cast of
2: ah, I'm not if sure. if it's I, Warner Brothers then it, I'm it sure it must be Looney Tunes it must be Looney Tunes I don't think they'd mess oh, with that oh can they much.
0: do it with like all the kid Looney Tunes I'm
2: I'm sure right into them <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: uh, another sports movie I love is this film called Field of Dreams. I like that a lot. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Yeah.
2: If you build it, they will come.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So one of the things, I, like, I don't follow baseball at Long all. Sport, so yes. if, a, if, I, <laughs> if a movie can make me care about the film and the characters, despite me not mm. knowing anything about the sport, mm. then it, I'm really impressed by it. So Yeah.
2: Have you ever seen Nine Men Out? No. Okay, so Nine Men Out is the story of the shoeless uh, shoe Shul Jackson, the okay. character of Ray Liotta mm-hmm. in Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the gambling scandal that they got. That's another okay. really good movie. All okay. right. Yeah. What about you guys? What what
1: sports movies do you...
0: So, I watched like. a few. I didn't realize how many I'd watched, actually. <laughs> but one of my favorites was Invictus. Uh, it was with it was directed by Clint Eastwood, whom I don't <laughs> like now. But, you know, he still made a good movie then.
2: <laughs> he has made a lot of good movies.
0: Yeah, but I still hate him now. No,
2: he still made good movies. Uh,
0: yeah, and it starred uh, Morgan Freeman and uh, Matt my Damon. Damon. Yes. And it was about the South African rugby team, mm-hmm. especially as they were coming out of the era of apartheid. Mm. And that era is fascinating to me. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I really enjoyed South African history. Mm. So that whole scenario of how the team was just coming out of the whole apartheid ban and then, you know, they had to, they were hosting the World Cup and how their fans hated their own team because it was so deeply rooted in the whole uh, white supremacy, not white supremacy, but, you know, they'd never allow um,
2: colored Colored, players into the
0: team. So... Yeah, you know, it was really interesting, it was very politically charged. Uh they had a lot of uh scenes with Nelson Mandela because obviously during the I think it was ninety two or ninety five. Yeah, I mean, ninety
1: three, I think. I have not. Sure. I've
0: forgotten which yeah. year, but early nineties World Cup, which uh the South African uh which was hosted by South Africa. Um and the South African team was preparing for it and they I think they had a singular black player in in, the, in that team. And how they went and got the support of Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. Basically because he wanted to uh, make that push for, right. um, you know, uh, having a team with uh, different um, uh, colored people in it. And also, you know, having a little bit of more harmony between the white folk and the black folk. Right. So, he was, he was a big supporter of the South African rugby team at that point called the Springboks. And uh, it was a very inspirational movie to see them spoilers. They've won the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's a 20-year-old spoiler now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, is it a spoiler if it's a real-life event? It's not, a spoiler.
2: Event? Yeah, it's it's not a spoiler. Okay. Yeah. I, I, there, there has to be uh limitations on spoilers. Yeah,
0: I redact that spoiler a lot. <laughs> but yeah, so they won the World Cup. It was a really fascinating uh, movie to see the journey that they went through uh, to get to the way they won that World Cup it right. was very fascinating
2: so my favorite uh, sports movie is probably Moneyball okay. oh uh, I saw that yes. yeah. so written by Aaron Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin yeah. uh, I don't remember the name of the director but it was a big name director as well was it Steven Soderbergh no it wasn't Soderbergh uh, but, but it was a big name director mm. uh, based on a book by Michael Lewis again fantastic writer Brad Pitt and yes. uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, basically murders a row of actors, right? Mm. Uh, it was, uh, so the basic idea behind the movie was, and I guess that's all I've seen it. but still, I guess we're telling other people. Uh, the basic idea behind the movie is how do you use statistical analysis mm-hmm. to create a baseball team in non-traditional ways? Right. And, uh, I really that. I really, I like a lot of these behind the scenes movie. I was just thinking about the movies that I like the most where in from yeah. sports movies perspective. And there are a lot of these behind the scenes things, right? So I love Moneyball. ball. was another movie called draft day with, uh, Kevin Costner that came out a couple of years ago, which was an NFL, a behind okay. the scenes, uh, look at the NFL draft. Uh, then there was, uh, from the, uh, there was a, this one as well, uh, I like a lot of these kinds of, like, you know, uh, Jerry Maguire. That was the other thing yeah. I was oh. about, right? It's a sports, uh, it's a sports movie. <laughs> I know. It is a sports movie. Yeah. I know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, but I mean, like, you know, I, lo- I love the behind the scenes around this stuff, right? right? I think that's a really interesting thing. Uh, and uh, the other movie that I wanted to mention, since we're talking about sports movies, was White Men Can't Jump. Okay. I've never heard of that. You have never seen White Men Can't Jump? You've never heard of White Men Can't Jump? No. Oh my God. I've heard
1: about it but I haven't seen it.
2: Oh my goodness. Is
0: it an Olympics racing movie?
2: No, it is not. It is a basketball movie. It is based in the... uh, so it's an early 90s movie. Uh, the, it's, it's got two main characters in it. Uh, one played by Woody Harrelson, the other played by Wesley Snipes. Okay. Uh, Wesley Snipes is a basketball hustler on the courts of Los Angeles. Woody Harrelson is also a basketball hustler from the courts of Los Angeles. They first come into conflict with each other with, uh, so when Wesley Snipes sees Woody Harrelson, he thinks he's gonna suck, right? Mm-hmm. And so then he kind of tries to hustle him out turns out that Woody, uh, Woody Harrelson is actually really, really good. Uh, and then they become friends and they work together. And then there's a whole, it's it's just such a fun movie. It's got, uh, you know, uh, it is how your mama jokes became popular in this world.
1: Okay. Oh. That, so,
2: I mean, like, I'm not saying that there weren't your mama jokes before this, right. but this is the one that really kind of got it into a, a, like, it really brought into the popular, mm. popular culture. Uh, very good, uh, made by a very good director who's made a number of different sports movies. Uh, a guy named Ron Shelton who had made uh, Bull Durham before that. And he had made, uh, I think he was a major a director of the first major league as well. Okay. Uh, so really, really good uh, director on sports movies and just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. It, uh, also how Rosie Perez became really famous. Well, actually, no, she did the Spike Lee movie before that. But this was, okay. again, another place where she got really famous.
1: All right. So, Moneyball was directed by Bennett Miller, okay. who also made Foxcatcher, which was ah, a film okay. about wrestling.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Uh, so have you
0: noticed a lot of sports movies have been up at the Oscars?
1: Yeah, it's, they have been. So, I was coming to oh. that. Like a lot of, when you Google sports movies, you'll find a lot of boxing movies, right? Mm-hmm. You'll have Raging Bull, you have all the Rockies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar. Again, so see, I don't consider uh, Million Dollar Baby a sports movie because the sport is just the inciting, uh, Mm. inciting incident on which the rest of the second half is based on. Um, so, it's more about the human triumph but, of the person yeah. or, or not.
0: I feel like that's probably why it gets to the Oscars because it's a very feel good, but that's why it's, the that, one thing. That's
2: what sports movies are, right? I mean, like, yeah. that's what sports right. are, right? I yeah. mean, like, if you think about it, why do you watch sports? Hmm. You're looking for human competition, right? So, I right. mean, like, if you look at that, I think that that's, you know, I mean, like, I, I see the parallel between that. I don't think that. Uh, I, I, to me a sports movie i i would give it the broadest possible interpretation right, right? and I would think the million dollar baby absolutely is a sports movie because the uh the uh, the thing that what sports does it sets up a framework of competition and sets up a framework of winning and losing without necessarily having to kill Yeah, which is what you have in a lot of most of the movies wins and losses are Mm. are uh, decided by who lives and who dies. Mm. Right over here, you have wins and losses and black and white wins and losses, right? Mm. You're either going to win or you're going to lose. And that's Mm. it. And what that does is sets up dramatic stakes at a really kind of interesting level, which is very tough to kind of do without life or death struggles.
1: But then does that make the Fast and the Furious also sports movies? They are about mm. racing.
2: Yeah,
0: I. But I don't know if it, It's not like a legalized sport, is it? It, it is doesn't it?
2: have to be legal, right? Because I mean, like if you think about it, Lagan like it wasn't legal rules. cricket, right?
0: Yeah, but it had it had some rules. Yeah, I don't <laughs> feel like Fast and Furious had a lot of rules.
2: Uh, white men can't jump. It's street basketball. You know, oh, I mean, okay. like uh, Lagan was like cricket before cricket was really being played in an organized way all over the place. Uh, sure, so,
1: but uh, then, I mean, in Lagan's defense, it was still, the white men were still playing it as it still played today. And it was just the villagers uh, learning the game and then the, the reward at the yeah, end of I, it was it, still... The yeah.
2: timing of it was before organized cricket really took off, right? I mean, like, the white men might have been playing it the way right. it plays today. But, I mean, like, uh, organized cricket took off in the late 1800s. Like as in countries playing 1880s. each other? Uh, no, even first-class cricket and stuff like that, right? I think if I'm not mistaken, first-class cricket really took off in, like, the uh, post eighteen sixty.
1: So the film was set in
2: 1893. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mistook that. Then I thought this. I thought the film was set before the uh, revolution. Oh, was it? Okay, I mean I can I'm look mistaken. it up I could be wrong about this but, but I, I don't know. if that's so the case then, then my point is out the window so <laughs> my point is out the window if that's the case I, I, I thought it was set right before the uh, uh, revolution yeah, okay the maybe then I'm wrong I, I, I could be wrong too I mean like I, again I don't know that uh, okay you're wrong I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, one of my favorite Hindi uh, sports movies Jojita Vahi Sikandar oh world. that counts as a sports movie of, of course it does, does. it has a nail biting finish which involves a race
0: <laughs> Man, I watched this like in 7th standard. Yeah. My school took me to watch it.
2: It was a fantastic one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, so I thought of four Bollywood sports movies. And I thought all of them were great. And I can't think of more. I'm sure there are, right? Mm-hmm. We spoke about Lagan. We spoke about Jojita. Yeah. Uh, Chakte,
1: yeah. and Dangal. Okay, Dangal I haven't seen. I just want to
0: point out real quick. Lagan was set in
1: 1893. It was, right? Yeah, yes. so post the yes. mutiny. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen this really cheesy movie that Devanand made called Awal Number. I did. Which had Amir K- Khan, Khan who becomes a really famous cricketer.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And it had, it was Kimi Katkar was in it, right? I Something guess, like yes. that. It was a, not a, no, it was some not very good yeah. And not very Pancholi good. was in
1: it who yes. played the sort of the, the villain character yes. who was the, uh,
2: actually there was also a ripoff of Brewster's Millions, uh, yeah, with right. Nasruddin Shah. Chamatkar? Uh, no. Uh, Chamatkar was also somewhat cricket. Chamatkar also he had cricket, had yes. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called Malamal. Malamal, yes. Malamal, yes. Mala
1: in fact, had Sunil Gavaskar and uh, I guess Sandeep Patil doing yeah, cameos yeah, in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, Alika has no idea what <laughs> I it know record. a little bit. do? Okay. okay. Malamal was this film Satish Shah and Nasruddin Shah, I
2: think. I think it was. Oh, and Satish Kaushik or Satish Shah? I think Satish Satisha, Satish Shah, okay. Yeah, yeah Satish Satish yeah,
1: And they get, I think, a crore rupees uh, or something, something and they have like to that. spend it in a
2: week. Yeah. Oh
1: wow! But That's, there are conditions. You can't do this. You can't. You do can't this. just go and buy an you apartment.
2: You can be creative. <laughs> no, so it's, it's actually a, it's a good challenge, right? So there's an American movie called Brewster's Millions with Richard Pryor in it, which is the same story, right? Oh, okay. And he's a minor league baseball player, and he gets like a couple of million dollars, and he, if he he needs to spend it all in a couple of weeks to get the big inheritance, mm. oh. so this is like a portion of the inheritance, and if you can spend it all without no buying property, no buying expensive cars, no buying like you know, you can't do that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, sit and fund every. Everybody's Kickstarter
2: Basically yeah <laughs> I think that would be The way to do it today Yeah,
0: yeah. I'd do it <laughs> But these Most of these movies Which you've just listed mm. They're kind of Fictional sports movies Right Because they're not uh, Chronicling an actual incident right. which happened
1: Yeah Like mm. i mean, is not
0: fictional i is not fictional
1: Yeah that's also know, Very interesting Which one movie. sorry? I-Tonya ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, ah, I yeah. Yes, yeah.
2: yeah. i
0: do not know if Million Dollar Baby Is fictional or not Because Bar- I
2: never watched it I don't think it's fictional Sorry I think it is fictional It <laughs> is fictional
1: Yes yeah. I mean in the Indian context and all these biopics that have been made on Dhoni and Azhar. Right. Yeah, even uh, the even Dangal
2: for that matter. Even
1: Dangal, based yeah. on based on right. real uh, people.
2: Yeah, but I don't think that that can be the this right. I mean, like cause even uh, so, it's like a uh, like classic sports movies, right? Any okay. given Sunday is a classic sports movie. Okay. Uh, it's a, a movie based on NFL football, but there is no basis in reality to it, right? Right.
0: I mean, there are just those two sorts which I yeah. know of. There are ones which are based on real-life incidents oh. and there are ones which are completely fictional, which, for the record, are f- so fun to watch. Yeah. All those ridiculous oh, fictional yeah. sports movies uh, are what amazing. Was, uh, Can I just point out, I know this is probably a really ridiculous recommendation, but I really like Shaolin Soccer, you guys. Okay. okay. I, I was
2: thinking <laughs> of something similar. What was the movie made by the South Park guys?
0: South Park guys? Yeah,
2: the South Park guys, Matt and Trey Stone. I they made know. a sports movie about a made up sport. Really? Uh,
0: yes. Was it about Calvin Ball or Quidditch?
2: Uh, basketball. Basketball. Okay. Well, basketball. That's
1: close, I have not I heard about this. It was a combination of
2: basketball and baseball. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> it was a ludicrous, ridiculous sport, but it was a very, very funny movie. Nice.
1: There was also this uh, movie that came out last year about uh, John McEnroe and uh, his competitor. I forget it. I John or Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Connor? Maybe. I think Andy Samburg played one no, of no, the... No, no, Bog
2: Bog Beyond Borg. Yeah, Beyond yeah, Bog. that was
1: also a good yeah, film. Yeah. Uh, even um, Rush by Ron Howard, Rush by Ron F1 Howard. movie.
2: Mm. Speaking really of good. racing movies, Days of Thunder and Taladega Nights, two Talladega opposite Nights, ends, yes. but I mean like both are great movies. Yeah. So lots of sports movies. Yes.
0: <laughs> I also have another very masala, but real fun sports uh-huh. movie. Bend It Like Beckham. I like guys, it. Yes, I like like so
2: it. It's a good film. I like it, I enjoy that movie. <laughs> I
0: really want to re-watch it.
2: It's an old movie now. It's been like I, I think it came out like what late nineties, early 2000s something, like, 2000, that? 2000, 2004 yeah. something yeah. like that. Two thousand four
0: or something like that. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. A long time ago. Wow. Before,
2: like, I think uh,
0: Keira Knightley was twenty-two in it.
2: Okay. Yeah,
1: before Keira Knightley was a star. So. Hey, no,
2: so, dude, then no, because Keira Knightley was in the Pirates now, of the Caribbean. In, no, dude, she was in the first Towers movie.
1: Here? But she, the, she, back then she was an unknown.
2: No, no, but she got a she got billing on that, right? She played Natalie Portman's double, yeah, yeah. and that came out at the same time as this came out, and that so came that out in 2001
1: No, Phantom right. Menace came out in 99 So this must
2: have been early two thousands.
0: Did it not come out in two thousand one?
1: No, two thousand. It came out in ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes, I remember wow. clearly. Okay. I don't remember any well, of uh, this.
0: <laughs> Probably because I blocked that movie out of my
1: mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone. This is totally off topic, but Topher Grace, the guy from the seventies show. He's actually re-edited the all three prequels into one movie.
2: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it's Interesting. It's, it it's doing good, I think. Yeah,
1: it was like it there's was, one good movie in in all three of them.
2: So, are poker movies sports movies?
1: Yeah, why not? Huh? Yeah. I guess com- com- competition stakes.
2: So, then actually, you know what? I think I might want to change my favorite movie. My favorite movie is probably Rounders. Okay. Uh, it's a movie with Matt Damon John Malkovich. Uh Ed Norton juniors in it. Uh, it's got uh, well, so a lot, again, like a really a big star cast. Think. Yeah,
1: Aaron Sorkin also made a poker movie, Molly's uh, Game. Game. I like Did that. You see? I saw
2: okay. that. That is what I should have recommended. Sorry about that that. <laughs> I saw that. That weekend, I really enjoyed that.
1: Uh, what about films about like mountaineering and rock climbing and stuff? Cliffhanger. Do, they, do they count as <laughs> those, sports movies?
2: I don't Only think if
0: there's a competitive element? Yeah, I
2: don't think Cliffhanger does, right? Because Cliffhanger, he is a guide. He's not really mm. they're not playing sports. If
0: what it's about like a film man like Man versus Nature is different
2: from ha- Man versus Have man. you guys
1: seen Vertical Limit? This C- Chris O'Donnell film.
2: I feel like I
1: have Same. It's it's about two uh it's a skydiving movie. who want to uh, uh Climb the K two. Uh, oh no, um, I haven't oh, seen that. Yeah, it sounds uh, familiar
0: to me. I may. I
1: used to be on AXN all the time. once Yeah, upon that's a why time. I've
0: been, <laughs> because you know I keep I kept seeing on AXN next vertically. vertical. <laughs> it <is. laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was a decent film. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Or oh, any 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 sports we've skipped.
0: Uh, I, don't know. I, I actually
1: they... really like the Quidditch scenes in the Harry Potter films. I think they did it Definitely really well. Definitely a sports yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> the not, a, not the entire movie, but...
0: Goblet of Fire is not a sports movie. It revolves know, yeah. around a Victor Crumb.
2: <laughs> Uh There was uh, there's some kids movies which we haven't talked about, like sports movies, right? Uh, Air can, Bud. Uh-huh? Well, yeah, Air Bud. I was actually thinking Bad News Bears.
0: I have not heard
2: of that. you I mean, really never heard of Bad News Bears? No. Uh Very fun uh, kids sports movie. It's about like uh, a ragtag group of misfits who uh, become the Little League champions. Okay. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm. That's great. Really uh, so. There was
1: a really, really funny film where Will Ferrell is the coach of a kids team. Uh, I'll I'll have to
2: Google this. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I, I, In the meantime, I could talk about another one. There was the Mighty Ducks. I was just with, going to say. It, yeah. That
0: Bill Ferrell just reminded me of Mighty Ducks, and yeah, that's it.
2: Emilio Estevez yeah. as the coach. Yeah. That was a fun movie too. Yeah. So that's
0: that was on ice hockey, right? That was ice hockey.
2: Yes. Another uh,
0: sport which we are extremely familiar we, with here
2: in tropical <laughs> India. But we covered every sport, if you think about it. We've talked about a football game. Uh, so, we, have, have we spoken about any kind of... So, yeah. So, uh, football isn't football. Football is uh, bender like Beckham. Yeah. Uh, NFL, we spoke about any given Sunday. We spoke about draft day. We didn't
1: speak about any given Sunday, actually. Well, I brought it
2: up. Oh, you did? Okay. I, like, I just brought it up in context. I didn't, didn't speak about it. Okay. I brought it up. Uh, basketball Cricket, we plenty. spoke about uh, azar or rather we mentioned yeah. azar we mentioned uh, dhoni we mentioned nadagan uh, and awal uh, uh, number awal number <laughs> <laughs> Malamal. so uh, that
1: film is called kicking and screaming did the, we do any uh, sports tv film. shows uh, I was thinking about this. Are so there sports shows? Ah, yes. Is it a for uh, yes? So that's the, what is The Aaron Sorkin sports show that he did. I don't uh,
2: know. Sp- Would you call that a sports show? Is that a sports show or is that a TV uh, a show about a TV show?
1: But then again, it's it's kind of the same, right? Like in Moneyball, it isn't about sport, but, no, it's, but about it's about the, behind the creation the of
2: the sport, right? Whereas over here, it's about the creation of a TV show. Hmm, I I, I don't know I mean like you know again I love that show I've probably seen that uh, the two seasons of that like multiple times right Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best uh, and again it was Aaron Sorkin's first television excursion right so I mean like it's absolutely brilliant but uh, I don't know if I would consider it a sports show okay
0: what other sports shows do you guys know Uh,
2: so
1: Amazon Prime did a a, the cricket thing the cricket show recently one of their originals hmm Never saw that. I saw like the first five minutes. Even and
2: Netflix is something right now, no?
1: Uh, selection Day. Selection oh, yeah. Day. Which I read the book oh. and the, the show was actually pretty dull as compared okay. to the I, I recommended the book on oh. an episode of likes Okay. and the book actually does a very good uh, job of uh, uh, telling the story from different perspectives mm. so the the players the boys who are the talented boys are from an underprivileged point of view Okay. then the people who are investing in them are like really super rich so you right. get to see from their point of view and the show I saw the first two episodes it just, it's just very dull it, it doesn't right. really have any high points and
2: it's, it's not very well written you know so, I think yeah. that's one of the failings I've seen in a lot of Indian Netflix series is with the exception of uh, secret games, games. Yeah. you know they, they, everything feels a little flat because they're trying to undramatize things Right. and I, same with Amazon Prime Ships, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, they're so worried about being Bollywood-esque mm-hmm. that they kind of uh, that they fall a little they make things a little flatter than they need to be okay. mm. but again you want you yeah. know when we're watching something you want like a little bit of uh, masala line there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true
0: I know like a couple I'm just going to throw it out real quick Uh, there are a couple of uh, anime on sports oh really yeah there's a whole genre of manga and anime which are sports based like it's a whole genre on its own I've not watched but I do know about there's one on ice skating called Yuri on Ice okay there's one on swimming called Free I don't know if Speed Racer counts as a sports anime I think Speed
2: Racer does Speed Racer does does, I think it does
0: so that but if that's we a count
2: Talladega nights and if we count yeah. days of thunder and we count those kinds of movies, the speed racer counts.
0: Sure. So that's a couple of anime. Mm. If you guys are into uh, sports and uh, animation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so uh, those were our thoughts about our favorite uh, films and TV shows on sport. Do write into us and tell us your favorite uh, films and TV shows or even books on sport, And we shall mention them on a future episode of IBM Likes. You can follow IBM Podcasts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We are at IBM Podcasts on all three. You can follow us personally on social media as well. You can follow me at Abbas Momin on Twitter. Alika? Uh,
0: you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cape Fox
1: Alex
2: Amit? I am Doshi Amit on Twitter.
1: All right. So we'll see you on next week's episode of IBM Likes. Do write in to us and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.